Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Very good. What I'm going to do today is uh, simply pick up where I left off in, in Bible study, and uh, I got to be careful about uh, the clock here. We're, we're getting up here a little bit uh, late this morning, but I'm going to pray for you, and you're going you're gonna to learn some things today, and we're going to be strengthened. Father, I thank you for uh, opening our eyes today. Father, imparting a new strength, a new breath, uh, a new sense of rest and peace in each of our lives. God, breathe on us today. Supernatural confidence and boldness to declare your will and to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. And we all say, amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11. And if uh, if you need to be brought up to speed, uh, you, you're just going to have to go on the internet and download uh, Wednesday's uh, message, or perhaps it's uh, at the CD table. But uh, Jeremiah 1 and 11 says, Moreover, the word, no person is greater than his or her word. When you say something and don't do it, you teach others, including yourself, that you can't be trusted. It's important. People with good intentions make promises, but it's people with good character that keep them. If a person's word is not their bond, I don't know about you, but I'm not bound to listen. Moreover, the word of the Lord, literally the word of Yahweh or Jehovah, the word of the God that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob made famous, the word of the ancient of days, God Almighty, the Holy One of Israel, the eternal God, God most high, our shield, our rock, our refuge, our fortress, our God in whom we trust, the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Rophah, Jehovah Jehovah Nisi, the ever-present one, the, the God that will never leave you nor forsake you. The word of that God came to Jeremiah. You know, it's not necessarily the cleverness, the ring, the meter, or the vocabulary behind a word that makes it significant. It's the character and the power of the person that gives that word that makes all the difference. Case in point, if Elmer Fudd gave me his word, I'd have one level of confidence. But if Superman gave me his word, I'd have a completely different level of confidence. If all you have is a word from God on your situation, you have more than you need. Not just the word of a man, but the word of God. The word of the Lord came to me saying, God always has something to say to his people. The only issue is we're not always listening. 
And he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? God was trying to teach Jeremiah not to only see with his natural eyes, but to begin to see with his spirit. You've heard me quote Helen Keller before. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having no vision. And Jeremiah responded. He said, "Uh, Lord, I I see a branch of an almond tree. Now to us, that's not really a big deal and it doesn't have a lot of meaning, but in Israel, the the almond tree was, when, when it budded and blossomed, it was the first sign that spring was on its way and that the season was about to change and and the end of winter had come. And what God was saying here is that his patience had finally come to an end and was about to get a little bit hot. God's patience is long, but not unlimited. Then the Lord said to me, he said, Jeremiah, you have seen well. According to this passage of scripture, you can see God's word well and not well. I found in my life what we see in God's word depends on what we're looking for. If you're looking for truth, you'll find it. But if you're looking for an excuse, you'll also find that. He said, Jeremiah, you have seen well, for I am ready, just like that almond tree budding meant that something new was on the horizon. I'm ready to perform what I've been saying and what you knew was coming for such a, a long time. I don't always understand God's timing. How many of you are like me? So, so what I've learned to do is try to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Don't wait till you're ready to take action. Take action to be ready. And the word of the Lord then came to Jeremiah a second time. God just said, I'll perform my word, man. I'm a, uh, one translation says, I watch over my word to perform it. And the second time he said, Jeremiah, what do you see this time? Here's, here's the thing about God. We're not always going to like what he says. And if you're always completely comfortable with, with the God in your life, I doubt you're really paying attention to what he's saying, and I kind of doubt he's the real God. Because the God Almighty has a way of making us just a little bit uncomfortable. He has a way of not quite fitting into our box instead of making us fit into where we ought to fit into. He said, well, Lord, I see something a little bit, uh, making me a little bit uncomfortable. I see a a boiling pot. How many of you know that's not good? That is not good. And it's facing away from the north. And what God was saying was something very, very hot and something very terrible was about to happen uh, in Judah. And it was going to come from the direction of the north. Now, we're not going to dig into this, but this prophecy was fulfilled in Jeremiah chapter 39, and the Babylonians uh, invaded. But let's get to our place of emphasis today. Verse 17, God talks about the things that are going to happen to uh, Judah, then he speaks to his prophet, like he's speaking to you today. We are to be a prophetic people. Uh, The Bible says in the New Testament, our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. So everything spoken to this prophet is also true uh, in our lives. And he said this, therefore, prepare yourselves. Literally, this is uh, ancient language. Literally, it says, gird up your loins. And you all know that back then, men kind of wore dresses, if you will. And, And they wore these long robes, and they had to pull up these robes in order to run. And what he was saying was basically, listen, prophet, I need you to put on your sneakers and your sweatpants. And I need you to get ready for race 
of a lifetime. If your journey with God is boring, you're not doing something right. Because when you walk with the God Almighty, it is always interesting. It's always challenging. There's always an up. There's always a down. There's always something around the corner. There's always something new to do. And what he said to Jeremiah, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And arise. God gave Jeremiah three directives as I'm giving you this morning. The first directive was, was, was hey, keep your head in the game and maintain the, the right attitude. Get, get, get ready. This is important. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't are both right. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you can, you probably will. And this prophet had to have some can do in order for him to fulfill his purpose in this very, very difficult season in Judah. Second, he said, Son of man, I need you to speak to them all that I command. Jeremiah, I need you to be faithful. Church, I need you to be faithful to the message. Don't yield to the temptation of, of leaving out the less popular stuff. MLK said, and, and you heard this before, cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Expedience asks the question, is it politic? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? And there comes a time in a person's life that we make, must take a position that's neither safe, neither politic, nor popular. But we must follow our conscience and do what's right. He paid for that with his life. And the third thing he said to the prophet is this. Don't be dismayed before their faces. And what he was saying is, Jeremiah, don't let mean-spirited, unreasonable people intimidate you. Saying, Jeremiah, when they frown at you, when they point their finger at you and make fun of you, keep your head up high, smile at them, and, and just know I'm on your side and I got you. In the end, it will speak and not lie. History will speak well of you and not of them. Here's what I learned. When people talk about you, all it means is you got their attention. That's all it means. Here's the tough part, though. He said, don't be dismayed at their faces. And God got an attitude. Lest I dismay you before them. He's saying, if you're more afraid of them than you are in love with me, I'll give you something really to be afraid of. I think God got this verse from a wife. <laughs> and God goes on. He says, for behold, behold is, is the way God said, don't miss this. It's, it's say, watch this. It's, it, I'm about to say something important here. And right now he's sticking his finger in Jeremiah's chest. He said, Jeremiah... This is not going to come because I'm going to give you a physical army. It's not going to come because I'm going to give you some grand following. I'm about to do this in the spirit. He's saying, I have made you this day, not after you feel worthy, 
Not after, Jeremiah, you get everything right. Not after you get everything figured out. Not after you read yet another book. Not after you get yet another degree. But right now, not because of you, but because of me. I, based on my name, my character, my holiness, my authority, I have made you this day. This is God's word to us today, if you have the capacity to receive it. He said, I've made you this day, if you can believe it, a fortified city. The devil will come against you, but I will make you impervious to his attacks. He'll fight against you, but he will not succeed. Church, the fact you're in the battle means you have something worth fighting for in your life. He kind of piles up terms to describe the safety that God was going to provide the singular individual. He said, I've made you a fortified city and an iron pillar, which was the strongest material at that time. They didn't have steel yet. And again, he's using the most formidable images possible to paint a picture in the mind of his servant. And God was saying, he's saying, you know, Jeremiah, I recognize you don't have the accoutrements, you don't have the army, I, I recognize you don't have the following, I recognize a lot of people don't like you, but, but you know what, I will be your Air Force One. I will be your secret bunker, you hear what I'm saying, under the White House. I'll be your Area 51, I'll be your, your Iron Mountain. Matter of fact, I'll be your secret service. I will watch over you and protect you like none other. But here's the deal, Jeremiah. You have to be willing to take the risk. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And Jeremiah, if you'll risk it, I will preserve everything that's important about you and your life. And again, he's piling up these descriptions. He says, and I'll also, I'll be like a bronze wall against the whole land. Now, now this is amazing. Jeremiah was a man under an inferior covenant. But if he would listen and obey God, God would put a wall around him that no battering ram, no person could ever bash in if he did it for him. How much more after the blood of Jesus has been spilled, after the perfect sacrifice has come? He said, you know what? Against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, against the people of land. Basically what he's saying, Jeremiah, every category of person that would ever come against you to oppose you, I will support you. Jeremiah, you don't need a majority. Just one word from God is enough to make you completely indestructible to human plans and human will. In verse 19, he says something difficult and something that sometimes we don't really like to hear in our day. He said, they will fight against you. We, only, we, we say, you know, if everything's hunky-dory, if everyone agrees with me, then Lord, you're with me. But he said, no, Jeremiah, they will fight against you. And sometimes people fighting against you is proof you're doing something. If you're not doing anything, you're not going to have any adversaries, any obstacles in your 
your way. He was saying, they will fight against you. You're going to face some, some, some hostility. You're going to experience pain every, every now and again. And, and Jeremiah was a unique individual. Unlike, you know, Moses and Ezekiel and, and David and, 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 and many of the other prophets, he was not permitted to marry. He was also beaten and put in stocks. How many of y'all know that don't feel good? He said, well, well, I thought God was going to protect him. Yeah, God was going to protect what was most important, his spirit and his soul. Stuff can happen to my body, but, but God can give me another body. God can heal what breaks in my body. But what's important is he keeps that immaterial, that most important part of me. Because the spirit, the body without the spirit is dead. It's not the body we need as much as as God keeping our soul. And in the midst of of, of him, you know, he he went from from, from being put in stocks to put in a dungeon. But God kept him. Then after that, he was put in an empty cistern. And he almost starved to death in the cistern. And even in the midst of his journey, at times he was haunted by doubts. He was haunted by fears and stung by isolation. But, watch but, watch but. But they shall not prevail against you. I know you're like me, and I think that's why you keep showing up every week. And one of my greatest pleasures in life is doing what people say I can't do. I just love it. As soon as someone tells me I can't do it, I feel like I just must have heard a word from God that I can. And I can't tell you how many people told us we couldn't do what we got done and did, and now they're asking me how. They want to even write, would you write a book? No, 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 no. You just look up to heaven and God will do the same thing for you that he did for me if you just be faithful and believe and stop listening to everybody and trust the God on the inside. It's important. We will not always win immediately, but we will definitely. It's important. He said, Jeremiah, they're going to fight with you, boy. They're going to mess with you. They're going to call you out your name. They're going to say things. But here's the promise. They shall not prevail against you. They will not win the day. They might win the hour. They might get there 15 minutes, but they will not win the day. Live long enough, you will see your God come through. I got the forecast for today. I got a weather app on my phone. You have a 100% chance of winning with God on your side. 100%. (laughs) And I'm making record time. I'm just about there. He said, for I am with you. This guy basically drops the microphone right there. (laughs) Nothing could ensure his promise more than his personal presence. If God has you back, that's all you need, and that's all that matters. He said, listen. I know they're against you. I know they don't like you, but I am with you, says the Lord. Watch this, to deliver you. In other words, I'm going to make a fool of them. Every trap they set for you, they're going to find themselves in. Every pit dug for you, they're going to fall into. You see, 
God takes special delight. He, I'm not going to call it perverse because he's God. I'm going to say it's wholly perverse. He just has this, this, this kind of, I don't know what the perverse, oh boy, I call something perverse about God. Forgive me, we we'll, 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 we'll won't say it. But the point is, he has this, I call it weird. That's not even nice. I don't know what to call it. Unique, thank you. God has this unique trait, we put it that way. He takes special delight in getting the people he loves out of stuff. He's like, go ahead and dig that hole. Y'all remember uh, Wally Coyote and, and the Roadrunner? Yeah, yeah go, go, go ahead and plant that trap. And then watch what I do. And God's like, let them do what they do. Let them lie like they lie. Let, let, let them scheme like they scheme. But again, the, the, the very hole they dug for you, give me time. And they'll find themselves in it. And actually look into you, say, can you help me out? And, and all I require, you keep your heart sweet. Don't gloat. Don't gloat. Because there go you, say, for the grace of God now. Okay? Just don't gloat. But God just has this unique trait where he, he likes to just get to the impossible. I mean, he'll, he'll become a man, and, and then that man will be bled from a cross. He'll be beating him before he gets to the cross, and then they'll stick him in, in the side with a spear. Water and blood will come out, letting you know that this guy has been dead for a little bit of time. And then when everybody said he's dead, when everyone said it is over, when everybody said in no way, everything about this man was false, because if he was really a man of God, God wouldn't let anything like that happen. And then just at that point, when everyone is, is totally confident, you know what, our scheme has worked. The Pharisees and Sadducees patting each other on the back, saying, man, we did it. We shut that guy up, and, and he's through, and it's over. But on the third day. <laughs> you have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.